and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon here on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. It's Trent Condon and Ken Miller. We're here for the next couple of hours to talk sports with you. Appreciate you tuning in uh, here this morning. Here's what's coming up on the BMW of Des Moines guest list. Bottom of the hour, Stephen M. Sipple, Lincoln Journal star off their by. We'll check back in with what's going on over in Lincoln. They will host India, you would think that this will be a good opportunity for the Huskers to put one in the win column. But we'll do that, but more so, uh, as much as anything, uh, the pulse of what's going on and uh, Sip's thoughts on the Big Ten West uh, in particular. Lee Sterling's got uh, thoughts on football. He will share them with us. He's got a handful of games that he will opine with us about and then his play of the game our play of the week rather uh that will be at the uh, conclusion of that in our number two going to go away from college football uh what college basketball is practicing but rob doster is going to be here and the reason we wanted to have doster on him along with jeff goodman and the crew over there at the um it's not the uh, the field of sixty eight. Field of sixty eight. Field yeah. of sixty eight. His new, not new, a year old now, probably a couple of years old. Uh, his uh, basketball Twitter online uh, media company. They've put out a competitor to the Blue Ribbon. They're calling it the Almanac, and it has been released. Eight hundred and fourteen pages, thirteen hundred words on every single team in college basketball. An ambitious endeavor, if there ever was one. Uh, and I believe that um, it is on sale now and you can pre-order now, and if you're a basketball fan, and maybe you've uh, given up on the Blue Ribbon, something you had for, for, for years, got away from it for whatever reason, uh, the Almanac may be a solution, an alternative solution to you. But uh, Doster will join us uh, coming up here at 11.05, and we'll get a couple of the teams that he thinks might be uh, there in the end for those of who, us who like to bet futures. And we'll wrap it up with David Kaplan of Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors Cappy. He will join us at 11.30, talk a lot about the Bears, the White Sox seemingly waving the white flag, Tony Larusa not coming back. He is done. Miguel Cairo been told he will not get the gig. The Cubs are on a bit of a heater at the end of the season. Uh, so Cappy will uh, wrap up the guest list, and then we'll give four of you an opportunity opportunity to win barbecue from Claxons as we do that on Thursday about 11.50. How are you, TC? Not too bad. Got to see the judge home run last night. That was fun. It was fun. That uh, fine Canadian lad. Just need to get better chance. hands because he chance. would have cashed in big Ooh, time. baby, that cost him seven figures. Did you, uh, who was that in the bullpen for the Blue Jays that caught the ball? You know who it was? It was the bullpen coach and her husband, no, his wife is an ESPN anchor that had a dispute with Sarah something. A lot of teeth. Really um, a pretty smile. Mm-hmm. Sarah. Not clicking with me. Sarah, the former ESPN. But he sh- tossed the ball away. Anchor. Quickly. Well, yeah, he, he gave it up. And Aaron Judge has it. And Aaron Judge's mom now has it. Which is incredible. Sarah Olson. Not clicking with me. Not clicking with no. you. Anyways, uh, there was a big dispute. I think she was laid off when she was pregnant with twins. Oh, 
from Sports Center when they had all. I think maybe it's when Hassel was part of the oh, okay the, the layoffs yeah. uh, at ESPN. But it, it's her husband that caught it, a bullpen coach. So. Anyways, yeah, good to get it done. You could tell uh, that uh, the judge, I don't want to say pressing, but clearly starting to get to him a little bit. Uh, but uh, glad that that is over. Unfortunately, the Yankees were able to prevail in the baseball game. Perfect world for me. Judge hits the home run. Sarah Walsh. Sarah Walsh. Thank you. Sarah Walsh. Got a lot of teeth, right? Yes. And Matt Bushman is uh, That's the her husband. Yeah, that's her husband. The coach. Yeah, that's her husband. Anyways, um, and she's doing something now, I think, for the NFL Network. Oh, okay. Maybe. Anyways, yeah, but the, the, the race is over. Rob, um, Roger Maris's son, who had been following the team uh, around when mm-hmm. they were in New York, and of course he was uh, with us in, uh, or with them when they were in Toronto. He was there. A uh, classy gesture. Yeah. I mean, just a pure class out of the Maris family, as, as one, would, um, one would hope to see, and that's what we saw last night. So now he's one away from holding the record by himself. A big deal to you. I know it's not to some people. It is to me. I know that Chris Hassel is one of the ones. Speaking of Hassel, mm-hmm. he doesn't think it's that big a deal because of all the interleague play now in the two leagues. Uh, there's DH in both leagues. I mean, I guess I can see his point to an extent, but baseball guards its records as close as anybody. So, um, anyways. I've been into it the last week. I have too. Yeah. It's been, it's been fun to watch. Mm-hmm. It's been interesting the way that certain guys have pitched mm-hmm. to him and walking around him and pitching around him and games that in the grand scheme of things maybe don't mean a whole lot but it's one thing if you're Justin Verlander and it's one thing if you're going to be a Hall of Famer it's another one yeah, do you want to see that clip I mean how many times have we seen the Hank Aaron home run yeah right you know do you want to be the guy that's showing on that clip time in and time uh-uh. out you can understand that yeah. I, I think from a pitching perspective yeah. if you're an ace if you're a guy that's out there hey let's go big boy let's see what you got mm-hmm but is that how you want to be remembered? No. Maybe not. No. Although, maybe to some guys, you know. Right. Teach their own, I guess. But yeah. Judge will be remembered as the um, as the guy that at least tied Roger Maris. And I'm assuming he'll get by him at some point yeah. this weekend in uh, all likelihood and settle on 62, 63 or whatever. Maybe take a couple of days off and get ready for the playoffs. Although, they'll get a rest. I mean, they get a bye, so they'll get a rest. Were you surprised on Saturday as they had the cut-ins during college football, the ESPN properties? You know, I never saw any cut-ins. I didn't either. I think the biggest one was the Wake Forest-Clemson game. Was that where they And that was ABC, that was it? That was ABC. Okay. And that they were cutting it, and that's where at least I saw We're not allowed blowback. to talk about the ACC no, on this show. Uh, my, my partner won't let, let us. <laughs> no, we can talk about it. <laughs> just don't think we need to lead with I'm it. I'm with you. I, I get it. Yes. Um, but, uh, no, so I didn't watch too much of that football. I saw the overtime. Yeah. Overtime was good. And that's where they cut in, and that's where a lot of the blowback was coming and you know it's funny I mentioned I listened to Jimmy Trainer's podcast sports media guy really like him as a writer and just as, as a podcast host he's funny and kind of sees things a lot like I do so I really like him but this one he's also a Yankee fan he's lived in New York his whole life mm-hmm. and he, why, why all this because if I'm a Clemson fan I don't give two craps right. about Aaron the other thing is ESPN the two guys running ESPN right now are both Yankee fans are they if this was if this was Mike Trout, Mike Trout, okay. absolute great example, and he was with. Are they cutting in? I want to believe they are. I don't think so. I, I don't think there is a shot in the world. So you got up early, made sure you packed the tinfoil hat no, in the no, car before no. you headed to work here today. <laughs> well, I bring it every day. Well, I know you do. <laughs> I don't think there is a way in the world if it's anybody short of the Yankees. Maybe the Red Sox, mm. a player going for that record that they're cutting again. College football. 
What's the marriage between... Now, I'll give you Vladdy Guerrero and the Toronto Blue Jays. Sure, absolutely. Another example. And now, Byron Buxton, if he could actually play 162 games. Well, yeah. They're um, not cutting it for Byron Buxton going for number 61 to Wake Forest Clemson. It's just not happening. Mm. It is... Now, Aaron Judge is also not just a Yankee. He's a larger-than-life figure. Yeah, he's one of the faces of the game. He's a great story. Mm-hmm. And that goes hand-in-hand hand with mm-hmm. it. I get that part of it. But I don't think there is a team out of the 29 other Major League Baseball teams <laughs> that gets a cut in during Clemson-Wake Forest outside of the Dodgers? Yankees. No. You don't think so? No. That's going for something? No. Right. Absolutely not. Well, well, we'll never know. We'll never know. That is and it would never happen for the Dodgers because, Ken, after all, they're in the National League, you dope. <laughs> different record. <laughs> right. It would be a different record. That would be in the seven. Jose Ramirez, we're going to go as he approaches 61. Yeah. Yeah. No chance. Doesn't have the ring to it, does no. it? Uh, anyways, it's over. Watched it last night. Was watching the Yes Network. Heard the John Sterling call. Heard obviously Michael Case call when it when it was happening. I was flipping back and forth, uh, and it was live. I was there for the. Um, I wanted to make sure I was there for judges at bats because I was invested all week long in it and didn't want to miss it. I watched more Cubs last night than I should have, just knowing that's probably the last Cubs game I'm going to watch for the year. Oh yeah, because we're getting now to football. It, well, that and. If I'm not to, watching Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We get to Tuesday, Wednesday next week. When Maybe, but I want to watch if there's where are the Mets playing, where mm-hmm. are the Braves playing? Because that's basically all we've got left. Right. Maybe a wild card positioning could be Brewers, and we're looking for that final wild card spot. That could be a possibility. Although the Cubs are doing the Brewers a favor because they've knocked off the Phillies back to back nights now. And this kid was Nesky, who they got in the Efrost trade mm-hmm. from the Yankees. They got something there. He came here to downtown Des Moines. His first stock, he got rocked. Yes. He got shelled. I remember that, yeah. And then whatever happened, I mean. Something clicked. Whew, and up to the bigs he goes, and he's been phenomenal. Brew crew, just a half game back now in the wild card. Are they? Are they? They can't win 90 games, though. Oh, that's, that's, that's what you're rooting against. Yeah. Well, they, they can. They have to win their last oh, seven games to all? get there. Yeah, that's uh, not going to happen. So you're saying there's a chance. There's a chance. Speaking of a chance, we got this little nugget yesterday. So a couple of things, sports betting related. And, and again, if you listen to the show, there's sports betting is going to be a part of it. Yes. We get criticized for it, not as much as we used to. Nope. Um, but we're going to claim the sports betting real estate in this station. Fair to say? Uh, absolutely. Um, so we taped Mike Palm from Circa yesterday. He came up with a couple of things that um, that I think are, are we need to pass on to the audience. One of it, it's pursuant to Sunday Night Football. And when it comes to the Chiefs and Tampa Bay, and if that game can't be played, and you've bet on that game, you know, when the line comes out, you thought this a bad line, I'm jumping all over it. Well, his point was make sure you know your house rules wherever you're betting. And it's probably a good idea to do that regardless if there's a pending uh, circumstance that may need you, cause you to go to the house rules, but read the DraftKings, read the Bet Rivers, read the Bet Freds, who read the Fan Duels. But what Palm told us was, if the game is moved to within, uh, do we say hundred miles? Has to be within one hundred miles of the scheduled place that the game was scheduled. Right. So if Tampa Bay, the game's moved to Miami, mm-hmm. the bets are off. If the game is not played within 24 hours, 24 hours of yes. the scheduled kickoff, so meaning it's 350, what time is it scheduled for? It's 7, 
720. Yes. So Monday Night Football would get it if they moved it back to Monday. And if they did that early start like they did during 2020. During the pandemic. it's like a 5 o'clock start, you're good. Do you remember Tuesday football during the pandemic? That was wild. It really was. Steelers were played a Tuesday game, didn't they? Didn't the Steelers play a Tuesday game? I want to say the Bills were in one. Was it maybe Steelers-Bills? It might have been Steelers-Bills. I thought the Titans were involved with one of them. I'll just stretch out that football week a little longer. No, that was great. The circumstances why we got Tuesday football kind of sucked. I'll say kind of sucked. But, um, yeah, Tuesday football. So they can do this quickly. But point being to where we were. You, you, you might you might think that you know the game's played in Miami and you cash your whoever side you're mm-hmm. on, but since the game was moved more than a hundred miles from the original location of the scheduled game, your tickets refunded. Mm-hmm. Likewise, if it's played less there are more than twenty four hours from the scheduled kickoff, it's refunded. So check your house rules when it comes to these things. The other thing they said to us, and this doesn't involve many of you, but I think it's a really it's something that. Uh, I've been doing a lot of thinking about you having because you're still alive and survivor. <laughs> but all of the the two thirds of the contestants that you know ponied up their thousand dollars per entry mm-hmm. and very quickly <laughs> were sent to the sidelines. Well, and some put in three entries, so that's three thousand dollars that okay, they put into the kitty pants. Oh, Did you get a lot of sleep last night or something? <laughs> um, Kids go to bed early. No, not really. Late. I was up late last night. So, but but anyways, yes. So in our case, we put in. Th- there's going to be something they're calling circa redemption, and he wouldn't tell us anymore. Mm-hmm. But he's going to join us tomorrow, and hopefully by then the cat will be out of the bag. Because I'm anxious to see what it is. The one concern that Mike mentioned about that is, yeah, putting a, a well first. The we redemption asked him part. if you could buy in. Right? Are, have you guys done any thinking? Regards to is your you know buyback in you get yes. knocked out in week one can you instead of a thousand dollars it's two can you get back into the pool or even creating a new contest a second chance contest if you will with a new set well we went out there in August yeah. you have to sign up in person right and we were not alone of those no. sixty one hundred entries the majority how, how many of them came from outside of Nevada mm-hmm. I'm going to guess a ton and then right. you have to set up your proxy and you have right. this process that you have to go through and you have to do it all again. And you flying out there to sign no. up for the contest again no. if you don't have a schedule. You have a week and a half to and kind of And don't have it out. a guaranteed $6 million pool? Right. Probably not. Because they don't know what the buyback would even be. So it's been talked about, but for the people, and I've heard the same thing. Hey, is there going to be a second chance contest? Mm-hmm. Doesn't look like that. But it's there's going to be case. something. We'll find out tomorrow yeah. when Mike Palm joins us. And we'll be doing our show tomorrow from the Wild Rose Casino in Clinton, Iowa. Yeah, Eastern Iowa peeps that uh, give us a listen. We'll be watching the Thursday night football game. We have dinner at 7 so we'll probably get there for the second half to the sports. You ball. have dinner at seven. Yeah. So breaking news here. You are such a goofball. I mean, you are as strict to your routine as anybody mm-hmm. I have ever met. Remember, I worked with special needs kids that <laughs> I'm not laughing at them. I'm <laughs> laughing that you're kind of lumping me in with very routine. I mean, routine based, doing everything the exact same way, the same day. I mean, that that was a big, big part of my teaching career is going through those routines. And I've never seen anybody like you. We are having. A steak dinner tonight at 7 o'clock, mm-hmm. being a champion, mm-hmm. and thank you to Bet Rivers for that. But you're not going to eat it. This is what you tell me right after we taped TV yesterday. You're going to put it in a box. Mm-hmm. We're all going to be eating. You're still going to sit there, right? Yeah, of course. I'm you're, social. But you're not going to eat your steak. I don't want to eat at 7 o'clock. Trent, you ruin a good buzz when you eat. This is, my, this is the whole thing that's behind it, right? Why would I ruin a buzz? <laughs> this is what it is? Yes, it's solely this is what it is. I never understood Thanksgiving. You know, everybody wants to eat at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. What do you do? You lay around and you unbutton your pants because you ate too much? Yeah. No, I'm going to eat at 10 o'clock. I'm going to experience the whole day. 
and I'm going to have fun tonight. I'm just not going to eat with you. Just not going to eat. So you're going to be sitting there. Everybody's going to be enjoying your steak, and you're going to ask for uh, to go, a, please. a doggy bag. Yeah. You're going to take it upstairs, and then you're going to get up to your room. Mm-hmm. You're going to microwave it? Yep. What if there's not a microwave in the room? Then I'll eat a cold. <laughs> Such a weirdo. I just, I don't get it. Have a couple of beers with the crew. Yes. The old man's going to retire because I'll guarantee I'm the oldest going to be there. And yeah. I'm going to be heading to the room before you, young whippersnapper. Oh, I, I got a one-on-one. down the casino, I'm assuming. Oh, absolutely. Going to be throwing some dice tonight. Flint and I, I think, are going to play a one-on-one cups game. I mean, we got all kinds of things. Now, what is on. that? Cups is the game where you chug your beer. Yeah. You use a plastic cup. Yeah. And you flip it on the table so it lands the other side down. Now, okay. usually norm- play with teams. You got four or five people on a team. Everybody goes through, slammer beer, you flip it over, lands face down, the next person goes, chugs their beer, first team to get done, wins, and you play best four out of seven, something like that. And then this is fun. Oh, it's absolutely fun. Okay, all right. It's a way to get beer down really quickly. I mean, it's a great way, and then... You just couldn't do it on your own? Oh, no, if you get down in the cups match, then you start chanting full cups, and you get the other team a little nervous. I mean... I played this game for a long, so long time. So there's a strategy behind oh, this. Oh, there's a strategy. And if you're a stud like me, I mean, you're a one flipper. I mean, it doesn't take multiple flips. You just chug your beer one mm-hmm. flip. So you're known for this, Oh, apparently. absolutely. Right. In fact, I had... You, would n- you call yourself a ringer if you're on a team? They, do you want Condon? There was a time in my 20s where my uh-huh. nickname was Cups. It was Cups. It was Cups because I'm that good at this game. So, huh. Flint, you better be ready tonight. Calling you out. <laughs> and what time are you getting over there? Uh, 6.30? 6.15, 6.30. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a dentist appointment with the kids this afternoon, so got to get them over for that. And then afterwards, hit the road over on 80 and that lovely drive. Oh, just yelling at semis. It's worse coming home. It, oh, yeah. it, it's worse coming back to Des Moines, I think. Going going east, eh, not so bad. Uh, but uh, but coming back is just, just brutal. Anyways, I'm looking forward to it. I've been over the Clinton, uh, the uh, Wild Rose Clinton one other time. Oh, never stayed there. Yep, never stayed there. Um but uh, we're going to stay. I guess they've done a whole bunch of renovations with the mm-hmm. property. So anxious to see it. That'll be great. Yeah, and again, thank you to Wild Rose and mm-hmm. um, and and obviously to uh, to Bet River. So baseball from last night, uh, Braves uh, let one get away. Meanwhile, the Mets put one in the win column. This is is this really down the stretches? When what else is there to watch for? Right, positioning. Yeah, the wild cards. You mentioned, you mentioned the Brewers. They're yeah. they're uh, gr- um, gasping, but they're still very much uh, in in contention. I got over there yesterday uh, because of the Cardinals clinching also. I went against my theory with the Yankees, and that was a winner. And I was going to bet the Brewers. I ultimately didn't, but I flipped over there a couple of different times and, and watched the broadcast. And I fell into the trap as you. I watched a little Twins-White Sox Did last you? night. Yeah. And, and they were down early. The, uh, the, they were, the White Sox got up to a lead. You, uh, you brought up a good reason, though. We still got something on. We do. And what, what happens? All right. So you got your bet. It gets to the last game of the regular season, Uh 78 and a half, and say they have 78 wins. Are you hedging on the other side? Yeah. I think so. Buying out I'm doing? Speaking of buying out, I'm thinking of buying out of my Chargers tickets. Rashawn Slater. I've tried to tell you since July. Yeah, but that was before the injuries hit. I mean, you were, you were, I get it what you're saying. It's the Chargers you're betting on, you fool. Um, You see the same movie every single year, but you keep going back for more. Just a snake bit franchise. Right. Uh, talented as anybody, I think, but they're just freaking snake bit. Do you have an opinion tonight? I think this got a chance to be a really good football game. I jumped aboard at three and a half right away on Cincinnati. Uh, speaking of betting, also, DraftKings has their get up seven prop where you bet the money line. Mm. I did that also on Cincinnati. And, where they uh, put the money there. in your account instantly. Yes. Yeah. So even if Miami comes back and wins, if Cincinnati right. leads by seven at any point. So seven nothing after the first drive, yep. your money's in your account. Yep. So I, I jumped aboard with that also. Cincinnati, though I bet them not to make the playoffs this year, 
they've had some hard luck those yeah. first two weeks. <laughs> and I think they're cruising. What's Miami? Yeah. After getting that win against Buffalo, how well, important that's just that it, was. Trent. Totally agree. Let the down Tua city. question, mm-hmm. how he is health-wise. Mm-hmm. He's not alone, right? There, there's another guy banged up, I, I want to mm-hmm. say, on that offense. And the running game has not been great at this point. I mean, there's... There's a lot pointing Cincinnati's way for this one. So I'm going to jump aboard. In fact, speaking of that, speaking of contest, I'm thinking about putting my five picks this week for a million. I'm thinking about putting Cincinnati in there and having to get my entry in, obviously, today in order to make that happen. I They're on my list. I, I got about seven games that I have circled right now. Uh-huh. That one's on my list. So this is one of my I like Cincinnati too, Trent, which is, which is Ooh, not dangerous. good news for you. Oh, great. Because I think Cincinnati's the right side tonight. A couple of college games, uh, BYU and Utah State. What's the other one? South Carolina, and who do they play? They play. They play uh, South Carolina State. Oh, is it? Yeah. PU. Yeah. Uh, no thanks. Anyways, we'll take a time out. We'll talk some uh, Big Ten with our friend Stephen M. Sippel from On3 Media. He covers uh, the Huskers over there. We'll talk about the game. We'll talk about the coaching uh, carousel, etc. Um, with uh, with Sippel, we'll also pick his brain on the Big Ten West uh, as we take you until noon. Claxon still to come. We will include the Dolphins and the Bengals game tonight uh, in the Claxons giveaway. Again, if you haven't played in 30 days, you're eligible to do so. Claxon's Barbecue, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. That's coming up at about 11.50. Underway on a Thursday, Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Six. It's time for Sip. <laughs> Stephen M. Sipple talks with myself and Ken on Nebraska football. I mean, I have a radio show. We have callers. I pay attention to my Twitter notifications and all that. There's definitely some frustration. We talk Cornhuskers, and you never know what else is going to come up. With 30 years on the Nebraska beat, here's Stephen M. Sipple. As long as they're paying me to talk, I'm just going to keep doing it. All right, 10.30 on a Thursday, Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Welcome back. Lee Sterling coming up here in about oh, 20 minutes or thereabouts. Let's get our friend from On3 Media, Stephen M. Sipple. Huskers coming off a bye. They, it started well against Oklahoma. It didn't last much. Uh, but uh, Indiana homecoming over there, Memorial Stadium, sellout again for this one, at least one would assume. And Sip joins us. Sip, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you, Stephen M.? Ah, oh, I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty well. Was it um, a longer than normal bye week? Just with everything that's you know uh, the uh, uncertainty to the coaching staff, uh, the fact that Oklahoma came in and uh, and laid a licking on them, etc. Was it a longer than normal sip? That's a good question. Um, not really. I mean, they. I mean, they, they needed it. You know, they fired their head coach on September 11th. They, Nebraska, and then Nebraska, Nebraska's interim coach fired the defensive coordinator the next week. So it's been rocky. Um, I don't know. It's like, you know, you can tell I'm struggling for words because I've never seen all this at Nebraska, not in September. I've never right. seen it in September. It's been, it's been awfully tumultuous around here for, you know, 20 years or so. Jeez. Um, but I. I um, it hasn't been like this in September, so yeah, we're dealing with a different kind of animal over here than we're used to. Sip, uh, Ken mentioned a sellout, but 
there's tickets available, yeah. I believe, for what? Every remaining home game still on the slate. I saw there was a three, 4,000, I think, for one of those games here. We know about the long sellout streak. We know about Runza putting up the money many times to make that sellout streak continue. What's the likelihood that the sellout streak comes to an end this season, or is it just too important to the fan base and, and two businesses inside Nebraska that they're going to keep this thing alive come hell or high water? Oh, that's a good question. They did sell out this, this Saturday's game. It, uh, Trev Alberts, the AD, announced that on Tuesday night. So it is sold out. Um, it's a, but he has portrayed it as a week-by-week conversation, and that's the way I regard it. Um, I think to your to your wisdom, Trent. I do think it'll continue because Trev mentioned the other night that you know what happens is the ticket manager gets calls from people who will say, "Okay, what's it take here? What do we got to do? You know, what do we got to do to keep this thing going? How many do we got to buy? You know, there's there's people that'll they're willing to step up. I mean, it's not just corporations there's there's individuals that are you know moneyed enough to to buy up what's necessary so i think it will continue i do think it will continue i think it could get tough if they i do think it could get tough all right if they would lose to indiana and then lose both of the next two games which are on the road uh one at rutgers one at purdue then yeah then there's a bye week you know there's a bye week after that so the next time Nebraska plays on its home field <clears throat> would be that would be Illinois. I don't know. I mean, I think it could get dicey there. Sip, why does that? And excuse my ignorance, but why does why does it mean so much to keep it going? Oh, I don't think it's an ignorant question at all. It's become a divisive topic. Has it? Okay. Yeah, it's divisive, and I and I happen to fall under the. You know what? Um, I'm going to pull over. I feel so strongly about this. Um, I, uh, I I feel uh, very strongly in that, and that is an important part of Nebraska football, an important part of its tradition, important part of its tradition. Um, and it's it's um, listen. We don't have much left here. Mm-hmm. That 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 is in terms of defining traits. Okay, we don't. You guys have. I mean, I, we talk about it over here. Iowa has there's there there are defining traits. You can close your eyes, and there's certain things you know about the Iowa Hawkeyes. You know how they're going to play. Um, you know, you have stability at the head coaching. You have stability at the head coaching position. Um, you have a lot of things there. They're defining. We're 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 running out. We're down to the the nubs. And the see, I say I'm always amazed when people say, "I'll just let it go." The sellout streak. What's it matter? I think it matters greatly. It's symbolic. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, it it is emblematic of an incredibly loyal fan base. Incredibly loyal. There's nowhere in the world. I don't care if you're talking if you're talking soccer, NFL, anything that would continue to sell out a stadium for the level of losing that Nebraska has endured here and the level of play. I mean, the draw the play the plays drop to it a pretty startling level. So I don't know. I said when, when I think I probably came on your show in six, I was saying it to everybody when they fired Frank Solich in 2003, I said, you better get ready. If, if that door keeps spinning, that door to the coach's office keeps spinning mm. pretty soon. You'll be left with something you don't recognize. And here you are. And, 
And, and, and you know what? You won't be much different than Purdue. Only the problem with that now is Purdue's better than you. I mean, so yeah, it's, it's gotten scary. I say that thing's really important. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Talking with Stephen M. Simple as we take a look at Nebraska's Indiana this week. There are no easy opponents, but with the bye week here, Bruce Feldman, he was talking about the lack of tackling that was happening in practice throughout the whole tenure of Scott Frost. Uh, trying to big back physicality, looked at, for it to happen in six days with uh, the regime change going into the Oklahoma game, just not likely. But what has been the work here with the bye week here, and how confident do they feel like they can still have at least a decent season? Oh, I mean, it's hard to gauge their the kids, they can't be very confident. I'm not going to. I'm not going to come on and say, "Oh, I think they're pretty confident." I, I didn't see. I haven't seen that. I mean, in fact, I thought after Northwestern that that, that was there was a that was a big setback for this program. That trip to Ireland and losing to Northwestern. I'm telling you, I hadn't seen a reaction to a loss like that. I don't know. Not very hardly. I don't. I can't even remember the last time I saw a reaction to a loss like that. That was Nebraska was jolted by that loss. I mean, it was visible, very, very visible. I saw it. For instance, so you're saying, what are you talking about? Well, one of the captains, you know, did his press obligation in Ireland after the game, right after the game, after they lost to Northwestern, gave up 528 yards. And he was talking about how, you know, I, as a captain, I have to keep the guy's head up. But you can see right now I'm really struggling with that myself. And then he, he would say later in the week that it took him till Wednesday of the following week to get over that loss. Mm. That, was a team, that was a team captain, Garrett Nelson. I, I ran into Eric Chenander, the defensive coordinator, the Tuesday after that loss in Ireland. Now, that was August 27th when they lost that game. I, I ran into him on Tuesday just by chance outside the stadium. And I, I immediately called one of my colleagues and said, they're in trouble. And he said, why? And I said, there's Chenander, the defensive coordinator. He's got legitimate fear in his eyes. <laughs> you know, we were just small talking. And I said, you think, you think this is going to be all right? <laughs> I mean, he couldn't really answer it. And I, I've been covering those. I've been covering Nebraska athletics for 30 years. I know when a coach is scared. And when a coach is scared, it's trouble. And I saw legitimate fear. I don't think he had any answers, and he knew what they were up against. That was after the first game, okay? Now, what you've seen since is utter disaster. You saw a 16-play drive against you know, North Dakota, went on a 16-play drive. Georgia Southern put up 642 yards, 642 yards. Um, Oklahoma could have named the score. They, they won 49-14, to but only because – because Brent Venables is a gentleman. I mean, he could have named it. So, yeah, I mean, that fear was real. I, I always remember because I think I was talking to a guy who knew he didn't have any answers. And that's trouble. That's trouble. Indeed it is. So, Sipa, you, your thoughts on the Big Ten West so far? We're seeing Minnesota kind of uh, put their stamp on the West, at least at this point of the season. I think Illinois is better, and if it would have, should have, a couple of bad calls in that football game against Indiana. 
uh, ironically, and that that should have gone their way, in my opinion. Uh, Purdue, I mean, O'Connell's hurt, but they're good. Wisconsin seemingly is down a little bit. Your thoughts on the Big Ten West? <clears throat> Big game for Minnesota this week against Purdue. I mean, a lot of people are really, I mean, Minnesota's riding that kind of wave of positive publicity right now after what they did to Michigan State, and they deserve it. But are they real? I mean, how real are they? Well, this is the kind of game you find out, right? You, know. you have that big you have that big surge of energy in the program after going to East Lansing and, and dominating dominating the game. Now, what what what's it look like now? I mean, and they're a twelve point favorite at Purdue, a real like a legitimate top twenty five, top twenty, top fifteen team takes care of that pretty easily, I think. If they're what we, if, if Minnesota's what a lot of people seem to think, Purdue shouldn't be a big problem for them. So I'm really interested in that game. I'm obviously fascinated. The game I'll be watching is, is Michigan and Iowa. That's the game I'm most interested in. Is Michigan real? Um, and I think, you know, you have to go in the Kinnick against the, t- I think it's a tough defense. I, yep. I, I, Still, I respect. Maybe I just haven't seen him enough to disrespect him this year. Um, but, but I, uh, I'm very interested in that, especially in the context of Michigan really having to work hard to beat Maryland. Um, not, and, and I don't say that. I, I mean, I think that's more about Maryland being pretty good. They, I agree with you. Yeah, I think that's more about Maryland. Maryland's pretty good. So, yeah, there's a lot I'm interested in. I'd say Iowa. And Michigan, I'm most interested in, but also I want to see what Minnesota looks like now. Sip, final thing for me, and uh, a look towards Martinez, what he did in the mm, win against yeah. Oklahoma, a guy that yeah. it felt like there are a lot of people rooting for. You know, you hear more and more stories about him, not just a football player, but as a person. Good to see him have success. What was the takeaway from the Nebraska perspective and, and the fan base seeing him succeed at that level? Well, I think largely people are, are cheering for him. Um, it's it's odd though. It's an odd conversation. I've told you guys that Adrian. Now, when you hear he's a good guy, he, I can't tell you what a good guy he is. He's that's that is a, that is a real as real a conversation as they'll ever be. I mean, Adrian, uh, he's he's remarkable. He'll be a CEO for a major company. Or he'll do mm. whatever he wants. He's he's that kind of guy. Um, what I, I mean, I just kind of take it to the base level. What I what a lot of people talk about and what i was really impressed by was his sheer acceleration again it didn't we had we didn't see that kind of acceleration from adrian oh i don't think he saw it i mean he last saw it in 2018 when he was a true freshman and then they put a bunch of weight on him by design the next year and it didn't go very well then he started getting hurt a lot um playing through it because he's tougher than hell but um i i hadn't seen that acceleration from him and it was really interesting on the third and 16 late in the game when he broke free for a 55 yard run and, and was smiling as he was running. <laughs> nice. it, was, it, was, it was, yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah. And I think a lot of people were taken by it. He went through a lot here. It's like he says, he says, it. it's not it. Being the face of a program isn't for everybody. Mm-hmm. And he, he knows firsthand. And it, I think it was for him, but it really tested him. It, he, the last thing I'd say is he's one of the most fascinating athletes I've ever covered hmm. because he's one of the most polarizing. And and think about it. He's a very polarizing figure, one of the most polarizing figures I've ever covered, yet he's a very good guy. 
So it's a, it's a usually if a guy's polarizing, it usually means he's kind of a jerk, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or has some traits that suggest that. There's nothing about Adrian that suggests jerk or he's ever done that suggests jerk, that he's ever said that suggests that. So it's, it's interesting, but he's very polarizing. Stephen M. Sippel uh, on 3 Media is where you can read him, Sean Callahan, the whole crew over there. Uh, I am a subscriber and uh, read uh, read all your stuff, Sip. I appreciate what you guys are doing over there. We will talk to you in a week. Thank you, Stephen M. I appreciate your support, guys, and I, and I love coming on, so let's do it again. Take Indeed care. Indeed we will. A week from today. Take care. Stephen M. Sipple uh, from On3 Media. It's still weird not to say Lincoln Journal star after he that was a long time. hung his shingle there for, for 30 years or whatever it was. We will uh, talk to Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports next. He's a handicapper. He's got five games that he'll share his opinion on in his game of the week. Uh, that's coming up next as we take you until noon. Miller and Condon. It's a Thursday. Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3.net. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. All right, Miller and Condon, welcome back. I was going to say, do you remember when this song came? You don't remember. I, I don't remember. I think I mean, it was in the 70s. So oh, you, yeah. Why Grand would you Boy, was a popular tune. This was, huge. and I think that I think the album. Lee Sterling's old. Let me get him in here. <laughs> <laughs> Lee Trenton Ken. Do you remember when this album didn't? Wasn't it gold? Do you remember? Who, who was? Who, who was it, the it's band Grand band? Funk. American oh, band. Grand Funk Railroad. Yeah, actually, I saw them. They played it at one one of the racetracks about three or four years ago. They actually still sounded good. Um, Used to listen to that. I, I'm going to date myself when I used to go to the roller rink. Yeah, uh, <laughs> hear you. <laughs> um, yeah, on on a Saturday night. So uh, I know, think one, the one album those. when they released it. I think the album for some other reason you could buy. It, I don't know if it's a special version, but instead of being the black vinyl, whatever it is, it was gold vinyl. It was a pretty big deal. Anyways, that is. Did, I didn't buy the album, but love the song. So, yeah, uh, I was more an Elton John fan. Yeah, back I did. Then, but. Um, you know, no, uh, I saw him. The best, the best song. Yeah. Always, like if I had, like, you know, I was moving in on a, on an attractive looking, yes, uh, a female was Dreamweaver by Gary Wright. I remember Dreamweaver absolutely. Yeah. Roller yeah, skating, like well, holding last hands, songs of the night, you know, bubblegum, rolling. Yeah, there you <laughs> were go. you able to roller there skate backwards, <laughs> Lee? I mean, I'm sure you had everything. You could roller skate backwards, absolutely. No, I couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> Uh, well, you can, that, but I could go forward. Let's, well. let's go forward with picking some yep. games, shall yep. we? I, I, I'll get yep. to the bottom of this. I thought you might know since you're kind of the same demo as I am. Uh, Trent, you want to yep. start it off? Yeah, let's kick things off. And uh, let's by start. the way, Lee is on fire. Yes. Very, very good. The numbers have been incredible. Lee, you're continuing to pile them up. we got, of course, baseball playoffs, World Series right around the corner. It's not just football with Lee Sterling, but we got five games here. We'll talk a little bit more about that here at the end. Let's go in the Big 12, Big 10, excuse me. <laughs> Purdue, we await, Aiden, what's going to happen at the quarterback position. Obviously a huge part of the point spread against the Gophers, who that performance against Michigan State was a wow for me. Gophers laying 12-and-a-half. It was. I don't know if they can duplicate it, but I think that they're playing at a high level, and I think they're going to, they're going to continue to play well. Here's the caveat in this game. Minnesota, pace of play, bottom five in college football. So 
I could see them, you know, having a 17, 14-point lead or even a 10-point lead and just sitting on the ball in the fourth quarter. So I think that they're capable of winning the Big Ten West here. Uh, weak schedule so far, but to me they pass the eye test. Tanner Morgan spreading the ball around here. Ten different receivers last week. Purdue still no no defense at all. Good teams pass and run on them. Uh, and the injuries are piling up. I mean, they're beating up at the quarterback, running back, receiver position here. Favorite, 13-6 and six against the spread in the series. I think the Golden Gophers roll here, 37-21. All right, one of my favorite games of the week is a battle for maybe the top spot in the Big 12 when it's all said and done. We saw this in the championship last year. Baylor is a two-point favorite over Oklahoma State. So Baylor emptied the tank last week, and we were on the right side of that game. Uh, I thought they'd be aggressive, and they were. They even had a couple trick plays, and that's what you have to do sometimes. You've got to play to win, and, and I think they realize that. Now, they can't play conservative like they did against BYU. Uh, Oklahoma State, 22nd in yards per play on offense, but the Baylor defense, number 18 in yards per play allowed. I think it should negate that offense. Remember Spencer Sanders last year tossed seven interceptions in the two games versus Baylor. I don't think all of a sudden he's going to play a clean game here. I think Baylor's a better team. I think they passed the eye test. Spencer Sanders is going to have to play out of his mind for them to win the game. I like Baylor, 27-20. The Cyclones go on the road down to undefeated Kansas, and mm-hmm. we're not talking basketball. This is football. The Jayhawks have an offense, not much of a defense. Cyclones coming off a loss. They're laying a field goal. Yeah, that's what concerns me a little bit, but Iowa State, those two late garbage touchdowns made the loss a lot closer to Baylor uh, than it really was. Um, they don't have, they don't do any one thing really well. You know, or they don't have a weapon like a Brees Hall. They don't have a, a tight end like they've had in the last couple of years. It really scares you. Um, Hutchinson so at receiver, maybe. Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's played well. Yep. Uh, so Kansas. What they do really well is they run the football, number eight in the country, number seven passing attack here. And Iowa State, one and four against the spread on the road. Amazing Kansas run. I think it's going to end, but not this weekend. Like Kansas, 35-30. Interesting. Michigan yep. is a ten-and-a-half point favorite. They'll come to Kinnick Stadium. Hasn't gone well for top five teams at Kinnick in the past. Usually it's under the lights, but not exclusively. But here we are. How do you see the Wolverines and the Hawkeyes? So Michigan didn't cover last week, had Maryland, uh, thought it was the right side, but they did outstat Maryland. They averaged over six yards per carry and held Maryland to 3.8 yards per carry. They also won the turnover and sack advantage. They are strong. I mean, they don't have any real perceived weakness, and they have a game-breaker, Blake Quorum. He is a difference maker. If he gets in the open, it is good night, Irene here. Michigan won the Big Ten title game 42-3 last year. Uh, Both teams, not that much different, except for the Iowa offense, I believe, has regressed. It's not going to be 42-3 again, but uh, you look at the raw numbers in the eye test. Spencer Petras. 9 for 22 for 122 passing yards with no touchdowns, and they only ran for 3.2 yards per carry against Rutgers. Yikes. Um, Michigan, if they turn the ball over two or three times, I, I think it comes right down to the wire. But I think Iowa without uh, Johnson at receiver and also at linebacker James and Harris out in the secondary, I think it's going to be tough. Michigan, 27-10. 27-10. Give it the Hawkeyes 10. Yep. 
Well, that's maybe yeah, a step yeah. in the right direction. Wrap maybe, things up. Maybe five, maybe five safeties, right? <laughs> yeah, it's got to trend it that way. We finish up in the NFL. Tampa, Kansas City. We talked about this earlier. Also, if you're putting this bet in, make sure of your house rules. If this game is moved, if it's moved to Minneapolis, has been speculated about, that could change your the bet. The mayor this morning said she thinks it's going to be able to play, be played in Tampa. So they're going to keep yeah, it there. That's, what I'm, that's the latest I'm hearing also. It, yeah. It's yep. a field goal for Kansas City, another team coming off a loss. Yeah, and a lot of people will just go, okay, with the with the theory that Kansas City, you know, off, to, off one bad game is going to come back here. But Tampa Bay is very similar to Indianapolis. They um, have a lot of veterans. Uh, they have a quarterback who I think it wasn't his fault last week they lost the game. He had no receivers. His receivers, the route running wasn't good, weren't holding on to the ball. He will get back Mike Evans. And also Julio Jones, it looks like, will play in this game. They have a physical running attack and also strong defense. Uh, some of the same things the Colts had, they just do it better. I think Tampa Bay might have top two, three defense in the NFL here. I like Tampa Bay. Low-scoring game here. I would go with the under, even better. It's 45. It's that low for a reason. But uh, I also like Tampa. 20 to 17. All right, Lee, you've been red hot. I think you were 9 and 2 last week. Your NFL picks have been off the charts. Uh, we've got an NFL game. It's your game of the week. It's early Sunday morning, 8.30 year yep. local time. Uh, if the folks want any more information and you're on a heater, Lee Sterling, how do they reach you? Yeah, just call 800 400 9741. We'll give you the Minnesota New Orleans game on me. 800 400 9741. And last week, we went 9 and 2 for the weekend. The week before, 8 and 3. The week before that, 6 and 3. We won six of the first seven weeks since the start of the preseason. Up at this special, every game, we don't call it October. We call it Locktober through Monday, October 31st. Five weeks of football, just $347. It's only $397. Use that coupon code SAVE50. Just $347. We'll also throw in baseball through the World Series and our strong USC card on Saturday night. How do you get involved? Just one place, ParamountSports.com. Lee, have a great week. Best of luck to you, and we'll talk to you next Thursday. Thanks, Sterling. Sounds good, guys. Take care. Thank you. Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com. Locktober. I love Locktober. Locktober. Remember Brocktober was a thing in Story yeah. County? Will it be a thing in San Francisco? Ooh, second on the depth chart. There's Monday night, aren't they? Rams, Giants, I think so. Niners, Rams, Monday night, pretty sure. Hour two. I'm sure it's next. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.